Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad as I get closer and closer to the microphone. What's going on, everybody? Episode 104 of the podcast as I slowly move away from the microphone now. Yeah, just wanted to try that out. I always like to kind of do a little bit of different intro here and there and so i thought you know maybe getting a little bit closer to the microphone like this see how it sounds and yeah you can hear me i'm literally right in your ear right now i feel like i'm at npr right now you're listening to npr news in washington i'm callahan steed here are the top five store news stories of the day number five yeah see how that went so so i thought you know hey change it up a little bit change it up a little bit but i'm excited uh big episode today i've got some things i have been accumulating a list of some of the things that have been making me mad and i've been jotting them down on this notebook so again figured i'd build up a little bit of time i forgot when the last time i recorded i want to say i recorded last tuesday maybe i don't know i don't know time is just out there for me so but anyway i've got some time though i'm recording literally right before the final four i decided to pause march madness so take so if you're saying like i don't care about this podcast i am pausing the final four which is the game between villanova and kansas kansas a school that um under fbi investigation still maybe i want to say uh, I, I don't know where that investigation has been going, but the NCAA, very god-awful with their uh, punishment system uh, for teams that cheat. Uh, some are able to uh, finagle their way with no punishment. Others get punished, like, right away. Others get punished at the worst times. Uh, this year, Oklahoma State got punished. I don't know what their violation was, but they their Ben's basketball team found out that they're gonna miss the ncaa tournament like a couple days literally before the season tipped off so like all the seniors couldn't transfer and it was just very very dumb uh but then you have schools like kansas that are involved with fbi investigations uh bill self somehow able to avoid all the punishments uh gets uh, a, a huge contract extension and yeah now he's in the final four and has a chance to go to the championship game But even then, if he goes to the championship game and if there is another team on the other side of the bracket that advances, I will cheer for Bill Self. Why? Because the first thing that has made me mad throughout this tournament, which again, I will be talking about a decent amount today, is Mike Krzyzewski. I am over the Mike Krzyzewski retirement tour. I have been over the Mike Krzyzewski retirement tour since about October when the season began. Now with the tournament in full swing, you have taken this retirement tour and they have turned it up to an 11. Yes, I get every game could be Mike Krzyzewski's last game. And yes, he is an amazing coach, a pillar of college basketball. Yes, I get all the accolades and everything. But good God, we are acting like the man is dying and he's dying with college basketball with them as well too. College basketball will go on. Duke will go on. The ACC will go on. And March Madness will go on without Mike Krzyzewski. We're acting like this guy is this mythological creature. Uh, 
the, and without him, the world can't go on. He's had some shithead moments. There's some things I don't like about him. There's some things I don't like about Duke, especially that the fact that they beat Wisconsin in the 2015 national title game. And there's some things that pissed me off, like Mike Krzyzewski getting on the refs, getting Duke to the foul line, and also, too, Justice Winslow again touched it. You want to know why I get pissed off at replay reviews in college basketball? They take nine minutes, and then somehow they still get the call wrong. They always talk about, well, we want to look at every angle. We want to look at every angle. Well, they look at every angle, and they still find a way to get the call wrong. So, yeah, I'm still a little butthurt over Mike Krzyzewski in the 2015 Duke season, because... That should have been Bo Ryan's national championship that he should have won. Frank Kaminsky should have got an NBA, or should have got not an NBA championship because that means he would have beat the uh, the Bucks that year. But Kaminsky should have got a, a college basketball championship. Sam Decker, Duye Dukin, a solid three point shooter off the bench. Trayvon Jackson, and an underappreciated point guard. I feel like most point guards in Wisconsin have just been underappreciated. Bronson Kading, a clutch shooter. I think Zach Showalter was on that squad. Nigel Hayes. So many guys that I looked up to my junior year of high school. Uh, it just, junior year of high school, not a, did not have a lot of things go right. And that was one of the things that did not go right was Badge should have won the national championship that year. That was the year I had an, uh, a really good uh, bracket. I had Wisconsin beating the undefeated Kentucky Wildcats, and I had them facing Duke in the championship game. They should have won. They should have won. Fucking Grayson Allen. But it just throughout this tournament, it has just been nauseating watching the love affair of Coach K. Literally, a game will be going on, and they will cut away to Mike Shashevsky and his wife walking into the arena. Oh, walking into the arena for potentially the final time. It like this is why I like about Roy Williams. Roy Williams decided, you want to know what? I'm gonna retire. I, I I'm fine with like players doing the year long tribute because you're not gonna see them play again. Like, or most likely won't, right? But like. Coaches really don't need a retirement tour. Or if you just want to be like a couple months and just, hey, season's not going well, I want to retire. Like, Bo Ryan announced, like, he was going to retire end of the year, but then he was like, you want to know what? Screw it. I want Greg Gard to take over the program, which, shout out, genius move for that. So he let Greg Gard take over. And it's like, if you're a coach, you can just retire, and you could still get all the accolades, but instead he's doing this drawn-out thing. Then he has the gall to complain. Yeah, this has been really tiring. You know, you got people taking photos and everything. It's like, what did you fucking expect? People think that you're the greatest coach to ever walk planet Earth. They want to take a photo, of course. That's what happens when you announce you're not going to coach anymore. People want to see you for the final time. You put that on yourself. Oh, so then he's like, oh, I don't know if I should. I just, oh. And then, like, just all. It's just, there are moments where he just acts like a dickhead, too. And I'm like, oh, you piss me off. And so it's just getting nauseating. And also, too, I want a little earlier. I talked about uh, how my bracket was doing, and uh, in the last podcast episode, I uh, bracket was doing pretty good. I was doing pretty solid, and uh, had all my final four teams in there, and everything was going good. Well, I can tell you right now that the bracket has not done that good since last recording the episode. So, yes, last since I last recorded, I had all my teams they were doing pretty damn good, right? Well, spoiler alert, they did not go as according to plan. So, as I talked about earlier, I had UCLA, the Bruins, from the Conference of Champions. 
I picked, granted they got to the Sweet 16, that's always a positive when it's like at least my winner advanced out of the first round, but my bracket in pretty good shape, right? I'm in the leaderboards for a bunch of things that I'm in, and you know, things are going good, and UCLA facing North Carolina, which was nice because I was like, shit, I don't know what's going to happen if they face Baylor, and North Carolina was hang, hung around for most of the game, but UCLA looked like, all right, all they got to do is just pull away a little bit at the end. Pull away a little bit. Caleb Love absolutely gets hot, the North Carolina guard, and he just starts hitting bucket after bucket after bucket. I think he scored about 30 points. So you have Caleb Love going off. And then somehow UCLA could not grab a damn rebound to save their life. And so with like a minute left, Caleb Love hits two threes. All of a sudden, game's out of reach. Uh, UCLA knocked out. Bracket officially up in smoke. And like even before that, that uh, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was a Thursday game. Uh, my uh, con my shit. Come on, Kyle. Think. Okay, so Texas Tech I had in the final four. Right, they were facing Duke. It so it was like tough because it was like Duke could win me money in an auction league that I did. So I have Duke, you know, at least winning me some money. So it's like, hey, that's a little bit of a positive. But I was like, if Texas Tech maybe could survive against Duke, you know. I, I have them advancing to the Final Four, but instead they get knocked out. I, but before that, though, everything was looking great. I had Arkansas knocking out Gonzaga because I'm like, fuck Gonzaga. They play in this little small-ass conference all year. They get the number one overall seed every year, and then they always falter at some point. And it's like, wow, you guys get all the top recruits. You play, you, you'll play, you know, tough teams beginning of the year, all the way in November, but teams are completely different by the time you face them in February. They're playing, you know, their conference schedule and everything, and everyone's like, oh, Gonzaga's this amazing team. It's like, yeah, they got good guys. Drew Timmy's solid player, Chet Holmgren, uh, exciting prospect. But it's like, you know what? Give me a team that, like, actually plays in a Power 5. That's just me, right? So I picked Arkansas over it, and that was a huge upset. I was super pumped about it. I was like, hell yeah, I had that upset win. Let's go. And then literally everything after that, like it must have been because I was tooting my own horn or something. Everything went downhill after that. UCLA got knocked out. Arizona, my cha- uh, national runner-up, got knocked out uh, by, it was Houston. Yeah, that game really even wasn't close. I was like, shit, there goes the uh, there goes a big chunk of the bracket. And it was just like once, once the one fell out, it was like the whole bottom fell out, basically. I was like, well, shoot, what can you do? And uh, so that unfortunately happened uh and so basically out of brackets now i've been passed in the leaderboards unfortunately uh and so no didn't win a whole lot of money in the men's i did win one uh league where i got like third i want to say so i was like hey that's not too bad again a lot better than last year uh see what happens when you don't take ohio state um but uh so no nothing in the men's that turned out good so unfortunately not gonna be able to win that uh culver's uh, and in the women's uh, bracket, uh, had Iowa. Everything else, though, I've had decently turn out pretty good. And it's like, hey, all right. But so Iowa kind of fucked me there. Uh, if they would have just been able to make a layup. So that is the update on the whole bracket situation. Again, I'm just glad March Madness back to normal. It was good. Uh, I was a little bit worried uh, with everything going on. And just we were able, basically have been able to have a normal tournament. I'm excited for tonight. Uh, it'll be Kansas and Villanova by the time that I get done recording this we'll be going first and I'm sure there'll be non-stop coverage of Mike Krzyzewski as he faces the arch rival of Duke the North Carolina Tar Heels so I'm gonna 
You know what? Even though I have an opportunity to win money with Duke, as much as I hate Duke, I'm going to pull for North Carolina because I'm so sick of the love fest with Mike Krzyzewski. Oh, could this be the final time? It's like, you know what? He's gotten bailed out twice so far in each game by the refs, I'd like to point out as well, too. So I'm not going to be all out here like, oh, go Mike Krzyzewski. Nah, nah, fuck him. I hope he loses. That's what you get for 2015, all right? Or was it 2014? 20, 2015, I want to say. Yeah, 2015, yep. So that had that pissed me off. But I tell you what, so I'm done with the basketball talk, I feel like, for right now. But you know what? I know what? One of the things that made me mad, it, it feels like it's a recurring guest. It feels like a recurring thing. It's uh, PDA. I don't understand why people got to do it. It, it bugs me. It, I feel like it bugs literally everyone else except for the people that are doing it. But, unfortunately, I had another unfortunate incident that involved PDA. I believe this is the third time I have put it on the podcast. Uh, the first ever episode I did, I had to talk about uh, the PDA that I saw at the Whitewater parking lot. Uh, where I was going to back out and there was a couple to the left of me just started casually making out. Um... And then uh, the second time was when someone in Culver's was bouncing on the lap of uh, just someone on the bench. And I was like, what is happening? Uh, There's another story from Culver's that I'll have to tell at a later date on the podcast. I don't know if I have, but I should. It's a hilarious one. But that's that's what we call in the business a teaser. I want want people coming back to each episode, right? So you're going to have to keep listening from here on out if you're going to want to listen. I'll write it down. I'll write it down. So that way I don't forget. But I, I want people coming back to this. Culver's. PDA story involving a worker. Yeah, how about that for a tease? People got to come back then at that point. So maybe I'll have some uh, former Culver's workers on so we can chat about this. We won't say the person by name, but it's a hilarious story. So my third time seeing this or having to broadcast this, this is what happened. I'm driving on a Friday. I am driving through through some uh, smaller uh, t- towns here in Wisconsin because I have to go uh, sh- take a photo of something. So I'm driving through one of these towns. Uh, not one of the towns I cover, but we're, I'm on the way there, right? At a stoplight. I believe it was at a stoplight. I hope it was at a stoplight. I'm really hoping I wasn't watching. I don't know. But forget the point, right? Watching these people walk out of a, I think they were walking out of a store, or they crossed the street or something like that. So, me, being an attentive driver, I'm looking, you know, see what's going on there. Are these people going to cross the sidewalk? You know, what are they going to do? Keeping my eyes, you know, making sure I'm keeping my eyes on the road, right? I'm not like one of those people where I'm just going to be looking at my phone. Got to look for everything. I got to, you know, look stop lights stop signs you know what's in the road what might be coming on the road you got you just can't be looking straight ahead you can't have that narrow vision right you got to be expanding the vision kind of be like uh have the prey eyes where you have your eyes on the side of your head it's to help you look right which by the way would be nuts if you had your eyes on the side of your head and be able to look at two different spots but uh, you know, you have to open up your peripheral vision. There we go. That was the word I was looking for, right? And as I have my peripheral vision open, full, you know, able to see everything, I see this couple, right? And, like, they're 
walking, I want to say. I don't know. They stop, so I'm thinking maybe they have to cross the street. So I'm just keeping my eye on them, right? They start kissing each other in the middle of the sidewalk. Middle of the day, broad daylight, like no romantic thing in sight. They're just randomly out on the middle of the, and I just, I don't know if they're on a walk or something, but they're, they're going at it for a bit. And I'm like, what is happening? Why aren't you just continuing on your walk? Yeah, if you want to kiss someone, sure, give them a nice little smooch or something, but why are you starting to make out like in the middle of the sidewalk? Like, so they're kissing for a good bit, and I'm trying to, you know, keep my eyes on the road but i'm also like what is happening right now why are you making out right now like no go inside and do that so please and like they stopped and then they started walking again it's like it's not even like they were leaving or anything it's not like the guy was going on a nine month journey and that was gonna be the last time they're gonna see each other again it's like they just randomly started making out I don't know why people have to start randomly making out when I'm driving my car or trying to do something, but it's like, people, why? Go inside and do that. We have technology on our phone now. If you want to be more romantic, you could do it like that in an instant. We have the technology for this. We don't have to resort to public displays of affection while I'm driving. I don't know why people had to do that, but I'm just watching it and I'm like, what is happening? What are you doing? And so I kept driving and they kept walking and we went on without our day. But it's like, if you get one thing from this podcast, which is something I have said multiple times before, but there are many things that I would love to have changed in the world. Uh, people to be more nicer. Rob Manfred not to be so much of a jackass. Me to have a bracket go uh, in favor of my way. Uh, but I feel like PDA. Please, let's just stop it. We do not need public displays of affection, all right? Again, I we can go on Instagram and Facebook and we could see everyone being all lovey-dovey with each other. Like, you don't have to do that outside. Like, you can broadcast it to your own audience if you want. So, please, people, just just cut it out. I, I'm over it at this point. Like, just, it, it creeped me out. I, I, so I just kept driving and I was like, and, and, and I'm just like, why? Why do we have to do that? In in the middle of the day when we're just walking. that That's your most romantic time where you have to start making out with someone. I don't know what it is with people with pavement. Maybe that's why they started making out in the parking lot that one time. But it's just like, it's just, we don't have to broadcast our love to the world. All right. I know there are couples out there that think that they have to broadcast their love to the world. You don't, all right? You, you just don't, okay? Oh, man. And I was just like, why? Why Why do we got to do this? And also, too, another thing, if we're also talking about uh, things that have always made me mad, you know, I always talk about gym etiquette on here. You want to know what else pissed me off? Uh, gym etiquette uh, yesterday, right? I go to work out at the gym. Gym has 24-7 access, right? So, you know, it's not going to be monitored all the time. But basically, this is my thing, right? If you see your friends in there, you can talk with them and shoot the shit and have a good time with them. But don't be a dickhead, right? I go to the gym later in the night thinking, hey, we're going to have it. I'm going to have it like basically to myself and I can just work out, do my thing, go, right? 
like a lot of people that they want to go just get their workout in and get done right what do we got though three fucking clowns just uh being idiots right so i walk in and they're i kind of tell they're already acting like dweebs uh and just uh, I, I recognize i think i recognize them from uh high school maybe i want to say but anyway they're fucking around they're being excessively loud with their grunting and shit and it's like i get there's not a whole lot of people in the gym but it's still there's other people in the gym uh and when you start acting like idiots like people are gonna pay attention to you and that's gonna take away from their workout right and then they're doing shit like throwing uh i saw one of them throw a medicine ball uh or like one of those exercise balls at uh one of his buddies when he was like lifting something and it's like oh yeah he he that's kind of funny but it's like if you start wrecking shit then this is what's gonna happen then the the gym's gonna have to replace that stuff and then guess what's gonna happen my bill is gonna end up going up everyone's bill's gonna have to go up because you're fucking around and then like they're on the treadmill and like you know they're fucking around there and it's like you know you're gonna get hurt Either and then that machine's either gonna get taken away or someone's gonna get hurt and then the bills are gonna go up again. It's like, just don't fuck around. You're literally at a gym. If you wanna think off with your friends, go elsewhere. Right? Again, go to your home and do this. We hate we have homes, people. We don't have to do shit out in public. All right. If you just wanna do stuff in your ho- house, that's fine. Do whatever you want. But when you're out in a public setting, you know, don't be a dickhead. Right? And then uh. They're doing shit too, like having their shirts off while they're working out. And it's like, you know, I get there's 24-7 access and maybe you could be a little bit more loose. I've done moments where I've looked at like, you know, I've lifted up my shirt just to see like how where things are at while I'm working out. Because I like to, you know, kind of boost the self-esteem a little bit. I've talked about it with Anne-Marie before on episode 100. If you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to it because it's a celebration of 100 episodes. But one of the things though that makes me mad, rubs me the wrong way uh you know as they always say it uh ticks off my uh ticks off my truffles as i like to say if we're throwing some food in here but uh it 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 rubs me the wrong way like don't because what if like there is a woman if there is a woman and like there uh like a woman cleaner in there but it's like you know what if you're a girl trying to work out and you got all these dunces walking around with their shirts off it's like that's not called for like and it's literally a rule too that's what pisses me off it's like you keep your shirt on while you're working out like i get yeah you want to see like you know your muscles and shit but if you want to see your muscles and shit go work out at home and do it then you could have your shirt off when i work out at home i have my shirt off but when i go to the y i have my shirt on in the workout areas all right literally not that hard but you have these kids in there acting like dweebs thinking oh there's no one around and i'm here with my buddies we're gonna act like a bunch of jackasses well great thanks for ruining my workout experience all right i'm just out there trying to improve my body gain a little bit of muscle mass and you have these meatheads acting like they're so hot shit and they own the gym i don't see your name on the gym when i walk into the gym because if it said your name then sure do whatever the fuck you want but guess what it's not your gym it's our gym I pay a membership for it. You pay a membership for it. We both have to abide by the same set of rules. Nothing makes us better than the other one. Sure, you might be able to lift more than me. You maybe might be able to squat more than me, run faster than me, uh, you know, jump higher than me. But it's like we still have to abide by the same set of rules. The gym should just be a place where people that want to go improve their bodies should be able to go to. 
I've talked about it with Anne-Marie before, and you know, I'll say it again. Don't record people, don't shame, and, and just go about your business. If you need to help someone out, help someone out. But like, people are there, they feel self-conscious a good amount. Like, even like there are moments where I'm there and I'm like, oh, I hope I'm doing this right, or I hope, you know, like, I don't look like an idiot while doing this. And like, it, Oh, I don't want someone recording. I see, I've seen people like record people at the gyms before, and it's not the move, all right? Or I've seen videos of it. It's like someone's doing a workout wrong. Just be like, hey, just want to let you know your form's off, or this isn't how the machine is used. If you want me to show you, I can. Just wanted to let you know. Why can't we do something like that? But instead, we got these people that are like, oh, I'm so big and tough. I think I know everything, and therefore the gym is my playground. It's like, no everyone's trying to get better and that's what we should do encourage you know healthy lifestyles because you know america we're fat as shit all right we're, we're just fat as shit it, it happens you know if healthy food is expensive uh you know we are stressed to the max and you know everything is extremely expensive and it's really tough right so you know if people want to go blow off steam at the gym it, you know, they should be able to in a positive setting. I don't get why people have to act like such jackasses. Happens once in a while, but it's enough to where it rubs me the wrong way, and I want to yell about it on the podcast. So if you're listening and you've done some of the shit that I've said, I'm not yelling at you. I just want you to improve on it. Now you know it bothers people. And, like, I've gone there and, like, I've messed around, you know, with my buddies. But it's, like, we not to the point where I am feel like I'm affecting other people's workouts, right? Like, we talk, shoot the breeze and shit. But it's, like, go in there, work out. Because other people have to use machines, too. And it's, like, if you're constantly fucking around, like, over by, like, the treadmills, well, it's, like, well, then I'm not going to use the treadmills. Because I don't want to go over there and then all of a sudden get caught up in, like, what they're doing. It's just not fun for anyone, right? Shout out to Coca-Cola, by the way, for quenching my thirst during this. I figured with the NCAA tournament that I wanted to have a Coke while I watched the game. Because, hey, Coca-Cola is a sponsor. And so I always like to thank the sponsors that for, uh, you know, help putting these events together that uh, give me a little bit of warmth and get me out of bed in the morning. So, Coke, thanks for sponsoring March Madness. Appreciate it. But anyway, I just, I just realized, though, there's one more thing I gotta talk about for March Madness. Something that has made me mad. Something that has made a lot of people mad. Something that has sent Twitter ablaze. It's something that has sent conservative Twitter ablaze. And it's something that sent liberal Twitter ablaze. Rex Chapman, Rex Chapman should not be doing coverage of March Madness games. It has pissed off everyone. So Rex Chapman, in case you haven't known, is uh, currently right now doing being a stu- was a studio analyst for the Final Four or not for the Final Four, but March uh, March Madness got a bunch of games you know on different stations. So they decided to have you know Rex Chapman be a uh, like one of the people that are behind the desk giving their opinions about the game and stuff like that. If you ever seen Charles Barkley do it and stuff like that, you know that's what they're doing, right? Uh, really pissed off a lot of people though. Conservative Twitter does not like Rex Chapman because he is very fucking annoying on Twitter. And this is someone like that is progressively liberal. Uh, it, a lot of the stuff like Rex Chapman 
you know, is liking is probably a lot of stuff that I agree with, but it's like, one, dude, you're on Twitter way too much, get off, it's not healthy, and even then, two, like, it's like, okay, dude, we get it, holy Christ, you're on it constantly, and then also, too, liberal Twitter hates Rex Chapman, because all he does is steal videos from people, so that's how he got, like, this really huge following, he was a college basketball player at Kentucky, went pro, uh, played, had a, Played for a couple years in the NBA, had some success, uh, unfortunately had uh, some problems with drugs, uh, got arrested a couple times, overcame it though. So, you know, hey, credit to you for overcoming addiction, you know, we always want to celebrate that, right? And so, he was able to overcome it, uh, gained a following on Twitter uh, with whole, with literally just taking videos and just asking, hey, is this a block or a charge? And normally it's someone getting, like, hit or something a kid like falling over and basically what it is is in basketball always highly contested if someone it, that gets knocked over hey is it an offensive foul where it would be called the charge or hey is that a defensive foul where it'd be called a block and they impeded the path so that's kind of how he rose to fame uh, and then also too he started you know taking like other people's videos and like tweeting them and like good vibes and stuff like that uh but one of the things people have started like realizing is he's taking these videos and not giving people credit for them. So a lot of people have been like, uh, you can't just take that. And I think he's done, started doing it on a couple more videos where he started like giving people like credit, like found this from this person's Twitter. And it's like, yes, that's what you should be doing in the first place. Glad we at least bullied you into realizing your mistake. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. He, I want to say he did something else too that pissed a bunch of people off. But it was like, Hmm, let's see here. He did the whole Twitter thing. Uh, he got hired by CNN, so that's why he's working for, you know, Turner Sports uh, as, like, a content person. Um, oh, yeah, also, too, one of the things that really rubbed me the wrong way is he was teammates with Juwan Howard, and then when Juwan Howard did his whole little bitch slap incident with Greg Gard, he took to Twitter and defended Jawan Howard, which blows my mind that the guy literally starts the altercation, escalates it, and his thing was, oh, he put his hands on him. It's like, you're an idiot. But, so, like, he gets tired, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just try to give him a fair thing. You know, let's see how he is. There's some people where I'm like, eh, I don't know how they're going to work out, and they work out great. So, I was like, let's see how he is, right? One of the first four games Texas Southern's playing, uh, which apparently is Megan the Stallion's university, uh, and he had quoted it, and I think he had dropped a lyric, and that was literally like the only thing he had added to the conversation. I was like, this is going to be god-awful. He is going to be god-awful at this, if that's like literally the only thing he does. Uh, pretty obvious. He really didn't watch a whole lot of college basketball, uh, and then at one point he had mentioned... Uh, that someone had died, even though they're still alive, and working for CBS, which was just more hilarious. Everyone had good fun with it, but I was just like, okay, you just can't take someone that's famous on the internet, and I've talked about this, I think, with Addison Ray, where it's like, and then you just give them a job. It's like, that's not really fair to all the journalism majors that have busted their ass, worked their way through the ranks, just to only have someone come in and steal the job with lacking the qualifications and it's like when you watch it's just like he doesn't know what he's talking about and it's like i've watched college basketball a decent amount this year maybe he's watched more than me who knows but it's like that's not fair to all the other people like get let someone else have that role like if he's because he clearly did not have it and it's just like really we had to do this 
So that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way where I was like, he just said a bunch of dumb shit and I'm like, could have clearly avoided this situation. But one more thing that has made me mad this week, and this is going to probably be the final segment, because again, like I said, there's some college basketball that I want to watch. And I think I speak for everyone when I say this, but gas prices are too goddamn high. I don't care what they are in Europe. I don't care what we normally pay for gas. Gas should be a lot more affordable. I don't know who's in charge. I think it's more like, I obviously know presidents aren't, like in charge of you know gas price or anything like that but what i like to do is i like to rip on billionaires on this podcast and you know billionaire companies absolutely i will rally against because it's like they make billions of dollars they can piss off you know like they're charging what three dollars and sixty cents right now for gas in wisconsin and it's like they're clearly just trying to make up for profit margins lost during the pandemic and it's like you assholes, you already have enough money. Why are you just trying to steal from people who are already on a budget to begin with? This is what pisses me off about gas prices, too. I get in my car and I drive. And at one city, it's this amount. And then I go to another city, off the interstate, it's up 10 cents. I go into the city, drops 10 cents. I start driving again. I go to another town, it's up 20 cents. And then in this area, it's down 30 cents. It's fluctuating all over the place. Find a number and stick at it. If I know that I got to pay 368 at one place, fuck. But I shouldn't drive down the road and then see it be at 330 at another place. And then I drive even th- further down the road and have it be at 380. Because this is what's going to happen. I'm going to drive and I'm going to see it be at 380 and be like, oh, fuck that. I'm not paying it there gonna drive a little bit further gas tank's gonna get a little bit lower and then all of a sudden it's gonna be 390 at another place i'm gonna have to fill up i just got burned out on 10 cents per the gallon and i get each like can kind of make their own like prices or something like that it's gonna be cheaper in some areas but it's like y'all are price gouging y'all are just trying to make as much money as possible and you already have generational wealth where your great grandkids aren't gonna have to work and they're gonna be able to go to prestigious universities and be able to go through life Without any hassle. And this is one of the things that really pissed me off I found out recently. Apparently, Woodman's, a salad store. If I had to rank uh, grocery stores in Wisconsin, Piggly Wiggly won, obviously. The pig, like the pig, think of it as like the top of the mountain. Piggly Wiggly, and then you got to go down like at least 300 feet. And then number two will be Woodman's. Woodman's, solid, solid, solid store. And you probably got your other stuff like, you know, pick and save or... You know, we can maybe throw Costco in there. Costco maybe at number three and then pick and save four and then like high V5. But like pig, pig top of the chain, all right? And I have fought people on this and I will continue to fight people on this. Piggly Wiggly, number one in our hearts, number one in our minds, right? But Woodman's though. Woodman's has their own gas station. So does Costco as well too and pretty cheap uh, at a gas station uh, that is also a grocery store, which I don't know how, but it, it just is. But apparently, Woodman's, which has one the lowest gas, like if you want to go like Jane, if you're in the Janesville area, Woodman's is where you want to go. And I want to say up in Sun Prairie as well, too. Uh, it's pretty cheap up there. But apparently, they're getting sued by other companies because their gas is too cheap. So just think about it for a second, right? If you're a gas company and you see that the store down the road is doing better than you, 
because they have lower prices than you and people are literally getting the same gas for less. What should you do? Lower your prices as well too to fit in with that competition. That's how capitalism works. You have to adjust to the market. You have to adjust to what customers want. You might have to hit a euro step here and there so that way like you can get customers and everything like that. You just can't be like, I am suing. You're complaining about lost wages. And so what you're going to do then is spend a bunch of money and take it out in court. How does that make sense? All that you have to do is just lower prices and then people will be like, hey, gas went down. I'll go fill up at that station. Literally not that hard. But instead you got these companies that are like, that company's four cents lower than we are. We can't stay in business. Oh, God, we're suffering billions. Oh, our poor souls. And then we got to take them to court. I'm a billionaire oil company. I hold our government hostage and I pollute the air and I pollute the water and all this other stuff. But when a co- but what really drives me mad is when companies or when the gas station down the road has their gas for four cents lower. That's when I draw the ethical line. Yeah, piss off. Yeah, it makes me mad. You wonder what else makes me mad too? I just remember too, because since we're talking about billionaires crying. Uh, so apparently the Chicago Cubs owner, the Ricketts family, uh, looking to buy Chelsea, the uh, Premier League club in England, worth billions of dollars. Tom Ricketts looking to buy into it. And you want to know what pisses me off too, if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast? I don't like how the Ricketts family operates the Cubs. They won a World Series with this Cubs. Yes, they helped bring in a lot of talent. But when you have a big-time market, you have your own TV network, you have billions to piss away. And then when you cry, oh, we don't have enough money for free agents because the Jason Hayward contract really hasn't worked out for us, so we got to trade away all the guys that helped us win a World Series because how are we going to be able to compete? It's not like the four of us are all multi-millionaires and are able to donate money to political action corps, no problem, willy-nilly, and just give away money, no problem. But we can't afford the baseball team. We can't afford to give them a couple extra money. And then on top of that, 2020 Ricketts has to cry, oh, the pandemic just hurt us so much. You know, we weren't able to have fans, and we weren't able to charge them up the wazoo for hot dogs and beer. Oh, poor me. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go buy the soccer club now. Yeah, again, piss off. You have all this money in the world. You have a baseball team. God, the city of Chicago would love you if you just kept trying to, you know, give them another championship. Like, yes, 108 years we went without winning the World Series. Great, I'd love it. You know, thank you for getting us the one. But I don't know. I really don't feel like going another 108 years before we get another one. I'd like to try to stay competitive. You know, maybe try to get another World Series. You know, I would like to see before I die. But instead, the Ricketts are like, "Eh, one's good enough. One's good enough. We're happy with it. Sure, we've done some stuff that have helped up the Wrigley uh, property value. But then all of a sudden, oh, you know, we're too cheap. Meanwhile, they have enough money to possibly go blow on a soccer team, which I'm not saying like blow as in like it's a piss part investment. Like, no, it's a good investment. But if you think owning the Chicago Cubs is tough because of the media criticism you have to face, you go on a soccer team over in Europe. 
them fuckers are passionate over there. They will, they went out, just the fact, I talked about the Super League before, I had the Super League as its own episode, but Chelsea fans were going to join, or Chelsea was going to join the Super League. They went out, protested in the middle of lockdowns in the UK to go say how bad of an idea this league was. And they went out and protested. So good luck trying to answer that passionate crowd, Ricketts, if you get this. But meanwhile, they're out here trying to, you know, spend billions on a soccer team. Meanwhile, you have this great catcher in Wilson Contreras, the heart and soul of the team, a very passionate guy, an easy guy to root for if you're a Cubs fan. You love Wilson Contreras. Great at throwing people out. You know, hits pretty good. And, you know, he's a passionate guy. just has great love for the game. You want to cheer for him, right? They're currently in arbitration hearings with him uh, because, what, I think he wants $9 million on his deal and they're only trying to give him $8 million? It is a fucking million dollars. Just give him the damn deal. You have the money. Just let him have it. He's a good catcher. He, uh, honestly, in 2016, he helped give us a little bit of a spark plug to help us win a World Series in the regular season, all right? So don't try to sit here and be like, oh, it's just a random player. I hate it when, honestly, owners act like, oh, it's so hard. You don't have a salary cap in that league. You can spend whatever you want. Like, yeah, there's like a tax to it, but it's like you can literally look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the highest payroll in baseball. They won a World Series in 2020, and they're assembling like a Thanos-level Super League team over there. They just traded for Craig Kimbrell. They're trying to be good, all right? They're signing as many free agents as possible, trying to make their team better because they want to win a World Series. You own a baseball team to win a World Series. That's why you want it. That's why you watch the team. You want them to do good and win a World Series, not try to invest the property value of your ballpark's location. No, that's not how things go. And so you have these owners, like the Pittsburgh Pirates owner pisses me off because they rarely spend any money. And that is a passionate sports town. You have the Steelers, they love in sport. The Penguins, they love in sport. The Pirates, back in the 80s, they loved in sport. And even back in 2015 when they had Garrett Cole and everything on the mound, Andrew McCutcheon, but they were good for a little bit. They went out and supported the team. But their owner, fucking cheap ass, he's in an arbitration hearing. If you think Wilson Contreras' contract is bad, they're going to an arbitration court hearing for, with their center fielder over a couple thousand i think it's like a couple hundred thousand different in contract it's like for fuck's sake you have so much goddamn money in your pocket just literally just be like all right you want to what let's give it to you i hope you have a great year it's literally not that hard but you have these cheapskate owners that are like i have to protect my money i don't want to give an extra you know, $750,000 on this contract. I really don't understand how arbitration hearings work. I think it's just like, it's worth your value or something like that, that you break to the ball club or something like that. And they get, they go to court for it. And like uh, an independent person will be like, no, you need to pay him this much money. But I feel like it's not never a good sign when you have to go to court for uh paying someone it, it just never works out good for anyone and could you imagine being like the player and being like oh okay i give my heart and soul to this organization and yet you're gonna go to court with me for a couple thousand guess i'm not gonna stick around here so thanks thanks for everything you jerks 
But that is going to do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. 104 episodes down. I don't know what I'm going to do for next. I think that's my plan. thinking I'm going to have some guests on here pretty soon. I like the episode I did with Derek and Peyton, but I want to have some more people on. I might even have some new guests on here, here and there, but I think I'm going to have to branch out a little bit. I'm going to have to see what people got going on and have another banger of a podcast episode. But that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. Thanks you got, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>